0: Today on the Callahan podcast, we will uh, try to power through while wearing three masks, not two, three. We're wearing three because we care so much and we do whatever Dr. Fauci says. And uh, we're going to talk about the um, Hall of Fame. They did it. The Trump haters, the social justice warriors kept shilling out of the Hall of Fame. Again, he came up 16 votes short. That's the bad news for me. I was hoping to get in. Uh, bonds and Clemens also came up short, which is good. Now, uh, Schilling has a lot to say. He wants to be taken off the ballot next year, his final year, but next year is the really interesting year. David Ortiz is going to get in Arod, Clemens bonds and Schilling are not, it's going to be wild. I'm not sure why we care so much, but it's a good, it's a fun story. Also, um, the Chicago teachers are refusing to work. They're dancing. They're dancing now, but they are not going to work. Uh, We'll talk about that. Chris Carter thinks white wide receivers just get overlooked, you know, because they're white. Uh, And uh, Turtle Boy's leading the charge. He's fighting back, and he will tell you how. The cancel culture is out of control, but Turtle Boy's not worried about it. He's fighting back, and good for him. We'll get into all that and more on the Callahan Podcast today. Do you love your car, but hit your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment. Lower your interest rate or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I want to start off by saying I have mixed feelings, uh, Turtle Boy. They have mixed feelings about the baseball writers of America. I know it's fashionable to say what gives them the right to decide who can achieve uh, immortality in the Hall of Fame. But I do respect the fact that they kept Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out again because there's a lot of people... In the media, a lot of a lot of people just want to say, "Hey, you know what? They, they they're not bad guys." Who I, okay. I love the fact that Bonds and Clemens got everything they wanted in life. You know, they got all the records and all the rings and all the the, the, the money, and they made hundreds of millions of dollars a while cheating their asses off. And they just can't get this. They can't get into the Hall of Fame. They might someday, but I don't think they're getting in on the writers' vote. I don't think they're getting in uh, next year. And I it, it just. I just enjoy the fact that these are just privileged, spoiled uh, egomaniacs who are used to getting their way with everything and anything. And, and and now they can't get this one thing to finish out a career. And, I mean, they're both, you know, Thomas I mean, is okay. Bonds is a total a-hole. Total a-hole. I've been around him. He's a miserable, awful human being. And he and he'll pretend or act as if it's not an important thing. To I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure they they look at this just like they look at everything else. I should be able to have that. Let's be honest. The reason Bond cheated, he was a superstar before he cheated. He was a he was a faster player, smaller. He hit lead off for a while. He cheated because he saw the the adulation and the accolades that that Sosa and Maguire were getting. That's the first chapter in Game of Shadows, and said. I got to get me some of that. So he started cheating. Clemens, sort of the same deal. He had three Cy Youngs. He was a star. He was headed to the Hall of Fame. But he was greedy. He wanted it all. They almost had it all. I sound like you know, Celine Dion or something. right? They almost had it all. But they don't get the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to start off tipping my red cap, which would probably keep me out of the Hall of Fame. These red caps, that's all it takes now. You can't get in the Hall of Fame with a red cap. But let's, just, let's just clarify your
1: line is cheating that's the only thing that you're talking about you're, you're saying cheaters, I'm talking cheaters. About cheating
0: yeah because you called them an
1: asshole, and I want to make sure you're not invoking the character clause here no 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 well it is
0: character yeah, it is. cheat yeah. but it and I know there's a lot of mostly younger you know uh, these hero worshiping types these young uh, writers media people these Jared Carabases who idolize you know players like bonds and, and they can't stand that older writers are keeping him out. I like that. I like that they're keeping him out. And I think they'll continue to keep him out. And I mean, it's totally inconsistent when you look at the numbers because they keep out. Uh, I mean, Sosa, Sammy Sosa, if you're going to look at numbers and ignore steroids, Sosa's an automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. He hit 600 home runs. He got 17% of the vote. He's got. 17- yeah, well, what, did, what, did so- what, what was Sosa's batting average? It has nothing to do with batting. It kind of does, though. Do you realize that it used to be automatic when you hit 400 and then 500?
2: Yeah, I get that. But how many of those 400 or 500 guys batted 260 in their careers? Lots
0: of them. Are you kidding? Lots I don't of them. Know you tell me. Okay, I'm going to tell you how many people have hit 600 homers and hit 60 homers three times. Hank Aaron never even hit 50 home runs. So he hit 60 three times. He's off the charts statistically, automatic, just like Maguire. Just like Manny. Hell, just like Rafael
2: Palmero. Or Hank Aaron, by the way. Funny you should mention him. Joe Biden killed him this week. <laughs> how, many, how many people must die in Joe Biden's America it's before a, we get normalcy?
0: It's a good point. Every one of the... Right now, I think we're up to... 17 or 18,000 coronaviruses. It's been like death. three or 4,000. It's been a week, Jerry. He's had a chance to kill at least 20,000 people. At least. He's had f- at least five or six 9 11s on his watch. At least. And, and let me be clear here, Turtle Boy. Every one of those people would be alive today if not for Joe Biden's mishandling of the virus. Every it's like one of them. 200 Parkland shootings right there, Jerry. Every parkland day. Shootings. Every day. Yep. More people died yesterday because of Joe Biden's negligence. Than died in the entire Afghanistan war. He killed more people yesterday. I think it was 3,000, 4,000. I'll check because every life is precious. And I don't know how much longer we can allow this to go on. It's been a week. He's killed almost 20,000 of his fellow Americans. But let's get back to the real scandal. That's my take on the steroid guys. And I cannot wait till next year. You can mock me if you want. You think I care too much about the Hall of Fame? I'm not a voter. I just find it fascinating how some guys get in and some don't. And some, guy, I mean, there's, there's, I can give you the exact number of people who vote. Here's uh, Bonds got 248 votes, 61.8 percent. You need 75. Clemens got 247 votes. So one person voted for Bonds and not Clemens. Not sure how that, they come to that conclusion, but they get 200. Uh, uh, almost 200 more votes than Sosa who and, and uh, 150 more votes than Manny. Manny Ramirez and Sammy Sosa are automatic first ballot Hall of Famers if you, if you allow for steroids. If you, if you have no problem with steroids like a, a lot of voters, young voters especially do, I just don't understand how you could say, yeah, I vote for Clemens and Bonds but not Sosa. I've heard the argument sometime where they say Clemens and Bonds were great before they did steroids. Well, you know what? That to me is a reason not to vote for them. They were greedy. They couldn't just you know, enjoy their, their great physical gifts and go out there and, and win MVPs and win Cy Youngs. They had to cheat. So I would say if you don't want steroid guys in, you start with them, and then you get to Sosa and Ramirez. But the real, the real fascinating story, the fascinating case, is coming next year. And again, we'll get to Schilling. We'll get to Schilling. He gets screwed. We all know that. Next year, Clemens and Bonds and Schilling said so last year on the ballot. Schilling doesn't want to be on the ballot, but we'll see how that goes. First time, first time guys on the ballot, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez. Now you tell me, I've been following this closely for uh, whatever it is, nine years now with these steroid guys. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next year, Turtle Boy and Dave. I'm going to tell you right now, David Ortiz is getting in, not... Just getting in, he's getting in first ballot with well over the threshold, probably eighty something percent. Alex Rodriguez is not, even though he was a spectacular player, just like Bonds and Clemens, you know, a an all-time great who cheated, didn't have to, was a really good player before he started juicing, in my opinion. They will keep him out, bonds out, Clemens out, and let Ortiz in. I don't, know, did you see,
1: uh, I don't know, A-Rod, I didn't see David Ortiz at the inauguration, I did see A-Rod
0: there. That's however. a good point, that helps, that helps, and the fact that he's you know great on TV, that helps. Believe me, five years ago, when he retired, I said he would never, ever get in the Hall of Fame, unless he bought a ticket, he wasn't getting close, because he is a multiple, of recidivist, and, and a liar, and a cheater, and just a, a bad guy, but you're right, he's done a lot to rehab his image, and Dating J Lo, and by the way, I looked this up. You know, how- Shark Tank too. Shark
2: Tank, Jerry. Don't forget that. What he? oh, oh, wow. tank. Oh, he's a regular on there. I like how everybody else who's on there is like a venture capitalist who has made it, you know, through business. This guy's on there because he hit home runs. I don't know what the hell he knows about business.
0: He, uh, he's. I mean, he's a phony. He's like not like mean, nasty, bad guy like Bonds. He's a phony, pretend guy. Like you know, like you know. But who cares about that? If but I'll tell you who cares voters two hundred you know whatever oh I don't God. know how many vote three hundred voters that would be uh, I don't know about four hundred about four hundred and something voters enough care about it I don't think being a you know an a hole keeps you out of the hall of fame but being a steroid guy that that put up numbers because of steroids that disqualifies you in the minds of at least. in this case, 30-something percent. So next year, it's going to be a great story, and even people who don't care about the Hall of Fame are going to be into it because I think Ortiz is just different. People look the other way. They look the other way when he gets shot in the back. They look the other way when the mother of his child accuses him of evicting her. You know, they look the other way when he's uh, hanging out with mobsters and gamblers and gangsters, and... I'll tell you why. I know. I, I, I my theory. He's a really, really nice, personable guy, and he interacts with every one of these writers. I tell the story all the time of how he hugged me at the start of the PMC the bike the bike ride for charity, and he was at the starting line wishing everyone well. And I and he comes up and gives me a hug and How you doing? I never. I don't. I, I've interviewed him, but I never really knew him. That affects the way writers look at him. They don't like chilling obviously, because Chilling likes Trump. They don't love Bonds. They don't love Clements. They love Ortiz. So next year, on this day, we're going to be talking about how Bonds, Clements, and A-Rod, three all-time greats by statistical uh, criteria, but without a doubt, three of, I mean, obviously the home run champ, a seven-time Cy Young winner. A-Rod, look, like, the most talented player, you know, five-tool player uh, we've ever seen among the most talented are all going to be kept out and david ortiz a designated hitter a guy who hit whatever it was 11 home runs in minnesota <laughs> came to boston discovered the joys of Decca derby and yeah. became an all-time great when he was 27 years old he just got good and, but, and you know if you look at the black ink you know on the on the bio when you look at pro baseball reference and you look at the Ortiz is one of those guys where it's just not possible that, and I know he's got his apologists and, you know, there'll be the Bradfords and the Dan Roaches and the, and you know, I don't know, Tim Kirchens, guys that just love him and they will make the case, but they know in their hearts, when they look at his numbers, they know when they look at his bio and his text, they know that's a, that's a steroid bio. Uh, and that's not proof. Granted, that. He, he also flunked the drug test, you know, when they had that anonymous test, when you, yes confidential test, he flunked that, which they'll say, oh, that that was supposed to be confidential because they want to cover for him. But here's a guy, yeah, last full-time season in Minnesota, 10 home runs. And then he hit 18. Then he hit 20. Um, then he came to Boston. And three years later, was hitting 54. <laughs> well, he never
2: got a full time gig either. He wasn't even brought here to play. He was brought here to platoon with Jeremy Giambi. Right, Jeremy. That, was our, <laughs> that was our answer to Jason Giambi, by the way, it was David Ortiz and uh, Jeremy Giambi. We got laughed at at the time. Obviously, it played out differently quite well for us. But, uh, you know, it's like he's got no bad tweets, Jerry.
0: Good when, point. Or, he's got it's no good bad point. tweets. And again he never blew off writers or treated them like crap and maybe just naturally personable guy but that's it's going to show you young guys young players what can happen if you're nice to the media. And it's one so thing. We, I think I, I predicted this for a couple of years now, Turtle boy, that he will be the first uh, steroid guy, obvious steroid guy to get in the Hall of Fame. The first What about he, Cal Ripken? Why do you have any proof that he took steroids? Are you
2: kidding me? You played 2600 straight games, Jerry. You don't think Cal would be a
0: stellar bit let me guess you're accusing Lou Gehrig
2: of taking steroids too? No, I'm accusing Cal Ripken of taking steroids Jerry because he was on the 96 Orioles where everybody including Chris Soyls and Brady Anderson hit 50 home runs and Cal Ripken had one of the best ke- years of his career that year and he was 38 years old. Okay, I have common that's, sense. That's, of course, Cal Ripken took steroids. That's not proof. Unfortunately, that's not oh, proof. Okay, said, okay. George Foster hit 50 when no right, one right. But him. nobody tested, so I guess we'll just, you know. Yeah, just they, don't get caught. He, right. he was on the biggest juicing team of all time, the '96 Orioles, and he had a career rejuvenation at the age of 38. He was jacked, cut, and but, uh, but Cal Ripken didn't do steroids, right? I've right, never
0: right. heard you know a credible case against Cal Ripken. I don't care.
2: Because you read the Baseball Writers of Association, what do you but, expect reading Tony Mazz and Dan Shaughnessy? The truth.
1: <laughs> but um, Ortiz, why don't you actually be one- Turtle Boy Sports for once for one day and actually write a
0: blog about this? Can- he was he was, uh, uh, he was Rookie of the Year. Uh, you know how I know I've I've only heckled yep. a guy, I swear to God, once in my life that I can recall. heckled, you know, was at, I was at a Red Sox game and had decent seats and Ripken was out there and he was like in the on deck circle and I, I yelled like Ken Herbeck should have won. He got screwed. You only won because your father. <laughs> His father was coaching third. You're one of those. I, I look back and say, What a dink. My proving my point that all hecklers are assholes. There, it doesn't matter what you say. If you heckle a player, a coach, or mump a ref, you're an a-hole. Anyway, I'm looking at Ortiz, and you just laugh. Hundred in in 2005, his uh, third year in Boston, 148 RBI. Yeah, 48 RBI. Guy who drove in uh, 75 his last year in, in in Minnesota, and just became a yeah. transcendent player, a, 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 the greatest clutch hitter I've ever seen. He's going to slide in next year. Bonds, Clemens, Ortiz, uh, Bonds, Clemens, A-Rod, and Schilling are going to be left on the outside looking in. He's going to be the only guy, unless there's some veteran committee guy that I'm missing, and Ortiz, and everyone like, you know, Rob Bradford and all the national guys will just say, isn't he wonderful? Isn't he dreamy? Because they love Ortiz. But let's get to the guy they don't love. They don't love, and who's not getting in, and I I asked this all the time. Like I asked it uh, last week when writers were, were begging Belichick not to go to the white house and get the medal of uh, two weeks ago, not to go to the white house and get the medal of freedom. When what, why don't you want to see that? It would have been a great story. It would have been crazy. It would have been chaotic. It would have been fun as a journalist, as a media person. Why would you want not, not want to see that? They just, can't see they're just blinded by hatred for all things Trump and that applies here too. Schilling went up one point one percent from last year. He got seventy one percent of the vote. We we had him on last week on the podcast and he told us he was here with you turtle boy what did he call you something
2: uh, communist or something I'm a, yeah. a
0: fool or I don't yeah, know I, I think absolutely he was absolutely right again Schilling's always right Schilling's on him a
2: joke I mean when he said that to me I'm just like this guy's obviously insane he's like a right wing far whatever just let him be like why do they act like like people like Kurt Schilling are dangerous they're just guys that have no particular influence and they're just whatever you know
0: who cares and, but- again uh, I mean he, he supported the rioters he didn't support the rioters he just yeah. said he understand understood their frustration or something i can get the tweet and when he tweeted that some of the writers who voted for him asked cooperstown for their ballots back because they were so upset that he didn't uh, condemn the writers we, we're, we're, we're they won't shut up about that stupid insurrection
2: yeah. It's all they're going to use for the next four years and we got to start calling him on Jerry. Cause that was not an insurrection. It was not like this. It was a bunch of goons that ran into the freaking Capitol, had no idea what to do when they got inside, took pictures of Nancy Pelosi's desk. And that's about it.
0: Okay. I want to get to that. Cause you're absolutely right. It, it was all by design. You know, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. Neither are you, but this was all by design. This, they lost, they knew Trump was leaving. They needed a new boogeyman. They got white supremacists and domestic terrorists, and they're going all in to stop domestic terrorists. Forget, you know, the Muslim Islamic extremists, you know, forget Antifa and Black Lives Matter. We are focused in now on 200 losers, MAGA morons, unarmed, who trespassed. And by the way, see the latest ringleader of the the crew? He lost his job in New York City. As a garbage man, a garbage man went to D.C. and went to the rally, and you know, walked in the state house because that's what you do when you're protesting. That's what you do when you want to get rid of, you know, Brett Kavanaugh. You walk in and you, you scream and you yell. That's all they did. It wasn't an insurrection. Everyone knows it wasn't. But we are watching unfolding before us a really diabolical uh, plot by the media slash Democrats to paint everybody who voted for Trump or supported Trump as domestic terrorists. And they are going to actually have legislation to stop them. And it's all part of the, the cancel culture too. It's all part of big, the big tech tier, uh, Tyrants. Yeah, but,
2: you know, I tweeted this out last night and it's like, how come the problem with Republicans, Jerry, is we don't play by the rules and because we think we're above it. We're civilized, right? We have principle and that's why we lose. We should be blaming Bernie Sanders and demanding that he resign from the Senate immediately and be canceled and all his books be canceled, and all this stuff, because he he almost got Steve Scalise killed. OK, sure, like, I- like, oh, AOC is like, oh, I was afraid for my life in there. Half of us almost died. They got nowhere near you. And if they did, they would have been shot. They literally killed an unarmed woman in the Capitol who was nowhere near a congressman and got shot to death. Meanwhile, in May of of 2017, Bernie Sanders said that Republicans are literally trying to kill you by taking away your health care. And a deranged Bernie bro heard that and acted upon it by trying to shoot a whole bunch of congressmen, including Rand Paul and Steve Scalise. He did shoot Steve Scalise. He got actually shot, unlike AOC, and we just don't use that.
0: Why aren't we using that at every turn? And while he was shooting, he was saying, this is for health care. Yes. His name was James, or was it James Hutchinson? Yes. He was saying, this is for health care. I mean, we've seen Maxine Waters a thousand times say, if you see a Trump official, you get in their face you get, you know, I mean, they are inside. Rand Paul gave a brilliant speech yesterday on the floor of the Senate. Brilliant. Pointing all this out and how nobody called for the impeachment of, uh, of Bernie Sanders when he did that. Or, oh, or, did he mention or, that?
2: I got it. Every, everybody's gotta, raving about that speech. I got to watch
0: got to see it. It was great. It wasn't as you know fiery as Ted Cruz, but it, it hit all the, the the relevant points. It's absurd, but you know what? It's going to fail. They're not going to you know, convict them in the Senate. Everyone knows it's a a show. But you're right. They fight dirty. They they no holds barred. They don't care. And instead of like hating
2: them, we should be modeling ourselves after them. Like why do we hate Nancy Pelosi? Should we should respect hate her. her
0: yeah, you could do both. you can um, you can hate her and say that that's the way we have to fight. Like, you know, Jesse Kelly said, and we had him on the podcast, when they tear down a statue of whoever u uh, s. Grant, the answer is to build put up fifteen more statues. It's not to apologize and change the name of the uh, of the military bases. I mean, you're gonna see it now with um, you know with this incredible radical agenda of Biden. I mean, yesterday, He's got, what is it, up to to 30-something executive orders. None of them designed to help the average American taxpayer. All of them designed to advance critical race theory and tip the scales. I mean, Susan Rice yesterday said every federal agency will make the decisions based on equity, not equality, of course, equity, which means – Equality of outcomes. Equality of outcome. You know, which means all white people are are racist and all right. What it means
2: is that every single person will end in the same spot, Jerry. It's that that's what equity means that we will no matter how it's literally socialism is what equity is. It's the idea that no matter who you are. Right. uh, If you're not achieving greatness, it's because of racism or other whatever things that are keeping you down. So we need to make sure we all finish in the same spot. Which is socialism. That's what equity is. It's a code word for socialism. And we should be, and it's scary seeing these chicks up there. First of all, Susan Rice, has there ever been a bigger swamp rat
0: than her? No, I mean, she's famous for telling the lies about Benghazi. She was the front man for Obama to go out and lie about Benghazi. She did it over and over again. And she did it so comfortably and casually. She is diabolical. But I want to get to that. We got a lot to get to. We have to get to Schilling first. That was my long intro into into the hall of fame and i am looking forward to next year but first of all kurt shilling was kept out obviously and he was kept out because more than anything he likes trump it's just an extension of everything else we're seeing you're not allowed to not hate the 45th president he supported him he supported him passionately the way he does everything he's a very emotional passionate guy he tweeted he talked about You know, the threat of the far left, he was right on the money most part. He didn't support the insurrection, (laughs) Turtle Boy. He didn't support the riot. He just said he understood their frustration. I can read that tweet from January 7th, but that caused some baseball writers who'd already submitted their ballot and voted for him to ask Cooperstown if they could have their ballot back to take him off the ballot because he didn't. Cause he, like he always does, he compares, you know, like the Capitol Hill rioters to Antifa. And I, I, I do the same thing. Obviously they're not nearly as dangerous. They did it one day for eight hours. They weren't armed. What they did was despicable. They're going to jail. Many of them. Good. I don't care. Did they ever find out who killed the cop? I, I, I condemn all violent riots. All, way, unlike, what? unlike my friends on the left, I condemn all violent riots, including the one at the Capitol. I don't even know if they're trying to, Find out. I swear to God, if this were on the uh, reverse, if this were an Antifa BLM riot and some cop shot an unarmed woman, it would be all consuming. It'd be all we talked about in the news, all we talked about uh, on, on this podcast. It'd be all anyone talked about. The cop, who is he? They see him on videotape shoot an unarmed woman, female protester. We don't know his name. We don't know what's happened to him. Has he been fired, suspended? We don't know anything. We don't know who killed uh, Brian Sicknick, the, the cop. We should have went by
2: now. Like why? How, how have we heard
0: not of, we, everything? How, how do we I not know said, who killed him? We said this on the first day. Why do we not know why the cops opened the doors and stepped back? Why did they let everybody in when they could have just shut the door and locked it? Oh, right, so, way privilege, Jerry. Right. You know, where you get privilege if you have Viking horns and a fake and a painted face. Viking and, privilege. And and I do think. I do think I am pretty sure, Turtle Boy. And Dave, if the um, if the insurrection succeeded, that Viking man, the Viking man, was going to be president, or maybe they would have made him king. Speaker if, of the House, you know, maybe. they killed all the Congress. Oh no, we're not going to. It was going to be like a dictatorship, and the garbage man from New York was going to be uh, assistant king. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I think he was a construction worker. Or something. The
2: guy from Fall River who put the sign up about Turtle Boy outside his liquor store, he was going to be Secretary of State.
0: Yes. No, he was going to be Secretary of Liquor. No, we're going to a cabinet. The guy who put his feet up on the desk was going to be uh, Vice Chancellor in charge of uh, information. He was going to be like the PR guy. That's what it was going to be. We had a whole structure in place. We're going to overthrow the government. That's what I was told. That's what uh, Ayanna Presley, my congressperson, said. Oh God. The plan was to overthrow the government, to stop the counting of the votes and overthrow was the government. Was it really? Was it really? Yes. Yes. Haven't you read up on insurrections? This is how they work. You trespass in the Capitol. You throw a bunch of papers on the floor, and then you become king. And the uh-huh. Yeah. It's that's simple. That's, you don't know anything about insurrection, do you? I mean, honestly, I've tried a couple, I've tried a couple insurrections, they haven't gone as well. So yeah, this is how it worked with the, the Mayans and the Incas. They did oh. it this way. Yeah, they just stormed the castle and they threw a bunch of papers on the floor and they became king. That's how insurrections work. The guys.
2: video of him walking, Viking man, walking into the Senate, <laughs> not having any idea what to do. He just goes in there. He's like, hey, you guys. <laughs> hey,
1: bro. Like, hey. They don't know what it to might do. be crazy, but it seems like a nice, like a nice because, guy. Sure it's a, nice, really? it you
0: know, a, nice a nice guy who's going to do like 20 years <laughs> for walking into the Capitol and, and trespassing. And I'm not even sure it's trespassing when they open the door and say, come on in but they are going to come down so hard on these people and and I you know I don't care they're idiots they did so much damage to the to the Trump brand I don't care what happens to them but the idea and you keep hearing it there was an insurrection they were trying to overthrow the government is just laughable but again can you let me finish with Kurt Schilling because he pro- told us last week he wants to be taken off the ballot I don't know if he can affect he that if mean. they're going to say okay but he wrote a great Facebook post I think he, you should hire him to blog for TV Daily News. He's a Network. good, passionate, stream-conscious writer, and it was he laid it all out there. He took a shot at Dan Shaughnessy, by the way, in, so. in the Facebook post. It was really good about you know all he's going through with his wife has cancer, and they, they have to look at all these writers and call him just a bad person. I don't blame him for this. He knows a lot about a lot of people, writers, media people fellow players, teammates. The case he makes all the time is a good one. He played for 20 years. He played on three different, four different team, Well, one, two, five different teams. He had hundreds and hundreds of teammates, all races, you know, n- you know, none of them ever called him a racist. None of them ever called him a homophobe or a transphobe or any of that. That's all creation of the media since he retired. Because, so why aren't any of his former teammates speaking out in defense of
2: him? Why isn't I page know, is asking
0: him? I mean, I'm,
2: I asked him on the last thing. You? I tried to get into it with him. Like, do you talk to Pedro? Does how come Pedro doesn't back you up? I mean, wouldn't that mean a lot?
1: Yeah, that's like, that's just like anything. Anytime controversy or a controversial yeah, person true. that you're around, people people are scared shitless of that. And why? Ow. Why would it impact their standing? So you're right. Like they're 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 slimy and they're you know they're not, obviously not friends of his to not back him. But is he the no, first, not necessarily
0: like, friends? But and they've done things like his manager and uh, which manager was it in Philadelphia? Said he's the greatest teammate on every fifth day. Lenny Dykstra, who hated him, they hated each other. Said he wouldn't want nobody else on the mound on a big game that, uh, can't say, uh, than than the chilling, Curt Schilling. And I mean, that's what they all say. He's he he got along fine with Pedro. It was famously you know uh, uh, out front and open when. Uh, Butch Stern said they didn't get along, and Schilling immediately called into WEI and said, Who said that? You know, you know what you're talking about. You know, we get along fine. And they did. They're just not buddies. Like, Schilling is a, a, a hot guy to hang out with. He's high energy, he's hyper. He, he admits in the Facebook post, by the way, that he's an Aspie. <laughs> he's a, an Aspie. He calls himself, and I've been around him a lot in the last. Uh, what, week. an Aspie? Yeah, that means you have Asperger's. Never heard of that. So, well, trust me, it's it's a term they use. And I mean, I've heard. He has Asperger's. He, he says so. Can you find
2: the Facebook post, yeah, Dave? That's get interesting. So they're keeping a, a guy with a disability out of. Oh, good one, turtle boy. That's right. I, I mean, that's. sick of that. They're keeping a guy with a disability out. Yep. That's a marginalized group. I mean, that's I'm kind of serious. It's like it, that would actually explain a lot. It would explain a lot. And if you're going to punish a guy for just being himself, things he can't control, right? That seems bigoted. We should
0: call AOC on this one. I mean, you
2: should start playing that card. Like, and that's the other thing, Jerry. We don't play our victim cards right. Like, we have this thing where well, we don't want to be victims. We're conservatives. No, that's how the game is played now. You got to be a victim. Like, use every piece of capital that you have to your advantage. And if he's got, he's really got that in his wallet the whole time and oh. he hasn't played that card. I mean, yeah. I,
0: knew, I knew he had some issues. I thought he, you know, he's uh, ADD. He's got no attention span. He's very hyper. Um, he's, you know, he, he, in, in the Facebook post, he talks about his wife, Shonda, going through chemo. He talks about how, it fact, his wife had a fight with a Philadelphia writer, and it was great because she said, you know, you were friends with our family. You knew us. So they knew Schilling, spent time. He was at their house, and then when it became fashionable, they turned and said, oh, Schilling's a troglodyte and a racist and a homophobe when they knew he wasn't because they wanted to jump in line with the mob. It's despicable. And the reason Schilling's case is so interesting and and, and people are talking about who wouldn't normally be talking about a Hall of Fame because it is kind of a microcosm of what's going on in this country. I mean, he's being labeled a dangerous extremist, and people who voted for him are literally calling down saying please i need my ballot back he tweeted something i don't like he didn't throw a pitch didn't give up a home run nothing changed but he tweeted something they don't like so they call the friggin hall of fame and say could i have my ballot back that's their their mindset he
1: is didn't is he the, is he the first guy is he the first guy that where they use the character clause just because he's
0: an asshole like in their mind is that's he the first question guy um, you know there's been I, I, that's a good question i don't know i um what do they think ty cobb would have
2: said about the capital insurrection on <laughs> Like, what do they think i mean what we're really
0: doing this there's got to be guys i don't know if the guys have actually been kept out there's guys that you i mean i thought jack morris was a miserable guy and by the way jack morris also wasn't good enough to get I, in he's the most mediocre jack morris and burt blylevin and mike Mussina. How many of these guys would you pick over Kurt Schilling to pitch no, a game seven? Not a single one. Not one. And I, I made the case, or I just threw it out there. i do it, you know, because I believe it, but I also like to tweak all the Schilling haters. I call him the best postseason pitcher ever.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: immediately, everyone's sending me, what about Bob Gibson? What about Sandy Koufax? Sandy Koufax, by the way, was four and three in postseason. Schilling was 11 and two. Uh, Koufax, of course, had a great ERA. But even if you think Gibson was comparable to Schilling listen to what you're saying and 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 Charlie Pierce my my old friend another lunatic lefty who hates Schilling says you know Sch- what about Koufax Gibson and Whitey Ford well they they all did what they did more than 50 years ago I believe the last postseason performance from uh, uh Gibson was 1968 Koufax was 1965 or six so what you're saying is he's comparable at worst. He's comparable to three Hall of Famers, three legends who all three have been done for 50 years. So that makes him the best postseason pitcher at worst in the last 50 years. And you're saying, no, nah, he tweets, he tweets mean things. Yeah. And my theory, my theory is turtle boy, that these were people who couldn't vote to impeach Trump because they're you know not in the Congress but they could vote to impeach Schilling. And that was the next best thing. Yes. They impeached him because he was an extension of Trump. He was a supporter, a vocal supporter of Trump, and their frustration. And we talked about that, Jason. Not Mustafa. according to
1: Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy says Mariano Rivera, uh, George Brett, all Trump guys, but they got in.
0: Oh, uh, right. Are so you going to keep Mariano Rivera?
2: How t- Mariano Rivera is a Trump guy now? Why? Because he went to the White House?
0: Yeah, see, he he's not a fighter. They don't like you if you're a fighter. If you just say, you know, I'm a, a Christian, so I support the conservative, they'll allow that. Allow that, especially if you're Mariano Rivera. They like Christians now because Joe yeah. Biden goes to church. Oh, that's right, devout. He's a they're devout like Catholic. He's devout. devout. He's the he's a. By the way, he's a, um, a glass breaker, ceiling glass ceiling breaker, barrier 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 breaker, the first. Devout Catholic who supports partial birth abortion. I think it's That's wonderful. We have to celebrate great. these milestones. Well, first of all, Joe sure. Biden,
2: let's be clear Joe Biden doesn't support anything. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't stand for anything. You see videos of him yesterday signing bills. He doesn't even know what he's signing.
0: He said he's that. Never, he's a never. Days ago, he said, I don't know what I'm signing.
2: I've never seen a bigger Trojan horse, which makes him, in my opinion, a million times more dangerous than Obama because Obama did what he wanted to do. He had an actual agenda. Joe Biden, we don't know who's pulling the strings. And it's scary because like all you think Joe Biden, 78 year old Joe Biden knows what the hell equity me even means or any well, of this shit. No, or like tr- you think Joe Biden wants transgender male athletes to compete against. Girls in high school sports? No. He's Joe from Delaware. He doesn't know what any of this means. Or he, he's just like, wait, what am I signing? Oh, yeah, 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 transgender. I like transgender. They're good people. They're
0: nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He caught himself yesterday. He said equality by mistake, and then he went, equality. I mean, I mean equity. So okay, someone right. told him it's not equality anymore. Equality means equality. We've strived for equality in this country for 200 years. Equity means different. That means balancing the scales. That means punishing one group to elevate the other. Um, he doesn't know that. There's no question. But the people pulling the strings are Obama people, Turtle Boy. And you know what they're doing? They're trying to do things in the next four years that they didn't get done in the first eight. They're saying, man, we dropped the ball. We should have you know, done all the things he's doing now, the pipeline, the oh, open the borders, ruin girls sports, all these things, these important things, which don't help the country, don't help the taxpayer at all but they helped the zealots. They help the ideologues, the extremists, and that's what they're trying to get done. But I want to get to that. Let me finish with Schilling. Yeah. Schilling, Schilling will not succeed in getting his name taken off the ballot. No. But you know what else? You know what else he won't do? He won't back down. They hate that. There were guys who, when they were up for the hall of fame, just played their cards, right. You know, said the, you know, were friendly to writers, did interviews and got in the hall of fame. And, I mean, I don't know who would call – a guy like Burt Blylevin used to rip the writers. He softened. He got in, and now everything's cool. Schilling won't do that. He could have have done that the last year and just not tweeted, not done any videos, not supported the president, just sat quietly at home, made his little model airplanes. Yeah, because he has Asperger's.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's baseball writers having the ability to be the person to put an athlete into their sports hall of fame is the equivalent of a sports radio caller saying, I played Pop Warner, so that's why I know why like, uh, Cam Newton right. isn't throwing Wait, football sh- accurately. It's it's the most fucking thing I've ever heard.
2: Why do we even give the hall of fame? And i this is what I'm thinking. Like, we sh- There should be a fans hall of theme because the fans pick better. Let's be honest. The fans pick better. They know who they I want. Disagree. And they I, I disagree. I know these Because you're, you're one of them. You're, one of,
0: you're in the swamp with the BBWA. No, when you have players do it, the players don't know what they're doing. The coaches, they don't watch every player. Baseball writers, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, take this more seriously. Listen to you. Oh, than no. any you, are oh, Bradford, Daddy yeah, you and Tony Matt is like, so special. I, you follow the you read the box yeah, scores, and you God. fill out your freaking right. things at the game. Well, that's yeah. what this is based on. It's based on who you know who has the, the numbers most more right. than anything. But oh. Chilling does, I mean, Schilling does. He's you know mm-hmm. what we can go over the numbers if you want is 3,000 strikeouts is. Uh, you know, two hundred forty-six strikeout seasons is incredible. You know what
2: the most impressive Schilling stat is the ninth, the two thousand one World Series. He started three games, Jerry, and they won all all of them over Randy Johnson. Like you talk about, would he would he start over Mike Messina or all these other? He would start over Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez because he was on those teams with them, and he started over them.
0: And he, that's why he never won a Hall, uh, Cy Young either because he was on teams with uh, Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez. But anyway. Um, he will not succeed in getting his uh name taken off the ballot. He'll be on there next year. He'll come up short again because he'll say more caustic things. He'll talk about Biden and he'll talk about Antifa and they don't like that. The 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 Jason Mastranos from the Herald who, you know, it just hates him. And I mean Schilling could have the numbers of uh, you know, Cy Young, five hundred eleven wins. He wouldn't get in. Uh he wouldn't we wouldn't get in on some of these people's ballots because they're just they just hate people who don't hate Donald Trump. Simple as that. Good luck to him. Did you find that Facebook post, by the way? Did, the other thing he does he is describe. talk about the people. Do you have the line in there? There he is. Aspie. Being an Aspie has allowed it, Mean the criticism, to flow like water off a duck's back. But to see the hurt I'm causing my wife and to have my children read and hear this stuff and then look at me and try and match a public image that in no way aligns with the man the fa- their father has has been something I never considered. And so he's saying it's hurting his family, hurting his wife. And I don't blame him because they're calling him the most vile things. They're saying he's a racist and a xenophobe and a and a sexist and a transphobe and all these things when he was never called that when he played with, you know, black players and uh, Hispanic players for 20 years. No one ever said that. They just said it when he started to speak out publicly, politically. And in that post, if you haven't seen it again, I recommend it. It's really passionate, really emotional. And he talks about the kind of people who are judging him, you know, writers and and media people hey, that he knows are not good people. That he knows are not good husbands or good fathers. And say what you want about Schilling. And I you can't say this definitively about anyone, but I've been around him a lot. He is a guy that is, you know, a good family man. He's a good father, a good a good husband who's there with his wife. She's going through chemo. I've seen him do things for charity that no other player's ever done. I've seen him. I mean, you could call him on a dime. He would do something for charity. And his big cause is ALS, which is the hardest charity to work for, to support because all the people you meet at an event, I used to do this event annually for Huntington's disease, which is sort of just like ALS. And you'd go to the event one year and the next year they'd be in a wheelchair and the next year they'd be dead. I mean, it's just the people you meet don't get better. Even in, you know, cancer charities, Jimmy Fund, a lot of the kids you meet, a lot of the people get better. There are success stories. There are victories. With ALS, there's no such thing. And Schilling immersed himself in that for years, starting at Philadelphia and didn't have a family member. He just thought they needed help and he put his name and and his money behind them. And that says something about the guy. I don't care what any of these writers say. Almost like you can almost assume
1: that too, just because to talk about a top to a top to bottom like story with this man, <laughs> like baseball career into thirty-eight studios and all the shit that went down with that. I mean, they have had a roller coaster ride. And, you know, if you follow him on Twitter, you can, you know, you can see the family life that he has. I watched him live stream his son's hockey game the other night because he's obsessed with Periscope, for God's sake.
2: Because <laughs> he's um, got Asperger's. That's what you do. he's an Aspie. He's an Aspie. So, Jerry, uh, you disagree with my take earlier about, like, we should have like a fan hall of fame because all you're doing, by the way, by allowing the BBWA to be the gatekeepers of who gets in and who, who's not, is you're just legitimizing these people and you're giving them free clicks. I remember two or three years ago, Bill Ballou from the Worcester Telegram, Gazette, who nobody's ever heard of before outside of Worcester, became a national figure because he said he wasn't going to vote for Mariano Rivera. And all that does is get people to hate click on your stupid column and so all we're doing is allowing dan shaughnessy dan freaking shaughnessy to be the gatekeeper of our happiness of our like of our fandom why why are we allowing dan shaughnessy
0: to control anything well, but here's the problem if you let fans do it there'd be a hundred dan shaughnessy's there's always going to be fans vote back an and 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 by the way Schilling got 71 percent. it amazes me because i know a lot of the vocal critics of Schilling. he got he almost got in. And by the way, he would have got in if he just, like I said, played. He's going to get in. So, uh, I think he'll get in from the veterans because there's probably a lot of, you know, um, Trump racist. supporters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Racist xenophobes on the, on the, yep. he'll eventually get in, but I can't wait to watch these people twist themselves in knots next year when they let their hero, David Ortiz in. And we'll do this all over again. And why not? It's fun. Don't get so angry. Could you just smile for once? Turtle boy. You know, this is a fun story. We're having a good time. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, govx.com. That's G O V X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, You are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month, GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. All right. I will, since you keep trying to sidetrack me, I'll let you pick what you want to talk about next. I'm kind of disappointed in you this morning. Why? Because Re- I thought you would show up the way you should, the way you pro- with three masks, that's what people oh, care. Right, right. If you care about your fellow man, if you care about your family, you would wear three masks. Um, I joked about this the other day on a tweet. I just said, you know, because the Boston Globe and New York Times, in in lockstep, called for people to start wearing two masks. Then that 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 insufferable little imp, um, um, uh, Fauci went on one of his appearances on MSNBC and said, maybe we should all start wearing two masks. A guy who six, seven months ago said, don't wear a mask. A guy who 10 months ago said, don't even think twice about going on a cruise. A guy who's been wrong about everything. A guy who makes $417,000 a year to go on MSNBC and CNN and talk to his heroes. He now wants us to wear two masks. And I joked and said, I care more than you. I wear three. And I'm thinking about wearing four. And yesterday, came you know, it came. My 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 prophecy came true. And was it Shepherd Smith who who, who says oh, everyone? Shepherd Shep Smith, Smith and talk about a guy looking for attention. Shepherd Smith, who's been on CNB, CNBC for like months, and no one's ever watched him, came out and said it's time to start wearing free masks.
1: Since the start of the pandemic, experts have urged us to do three things. Wash our hands, maintain social distance, and wear a mask all the time. Not when you feel like it, all the time, when you're not eating and drinking. But now the experts say with these variants, it's time to double up and wear two. This morning, Dr. Fauci endorsed the the idea on the Today Show.
0: If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective.
1: More effective, especially with one new variant spreading much more easily. CBC's Contessa Brewer with us now to break down the science behind double masking and what we're all supposed to do. Contessa.
2: Hi there, Shep. Yeah, the experts keep telling us that wearing masks is really about protecting ourselves protecting others from ourselves in the event that we are contagious. But you know, if other people aren't wearing their masks or they're wearing them improperly, we need to protect ourselves. So experts say you can double up with a tight-weave fabric mask for added protection. Now, Virginia...
1: I kind of don't want to stop it. She's
0: watching. We're watching a woman show us how to put two masks on. (laughs) And they eventually get to saying, you know, maybe... By the way, I love it.
2: uh, (laughs) Fauci's a man of science, right? You know, one of my favorite scientific words is probably... (laughs) <laughs> probably probably better. I don't only, know. Probably. I mean when you think about it.
0: <laughs> he's only eighty. How much longer do we have to watch this 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 egomaniac on TV talk? And again, he's been wrong about everything. And now he's saying two masks and tomorrow it'll be free, and then he'll be saying no masks again. And I mean, I'm just so sick of looking at him and listening to him, but there's no end in sight. He's there's no end in sight. He's now in the administration with all his buddies, Biden and and he's been trashing Trump, like trashing him, like
2: oh, it's nice to be in an administration that cares about. Let's me speak and let let's him speak. Let's him run the country. Like, <laughs> just, like that's what he means. Let's like oh, because like, they, 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 he was he was he, he didn't shut up for there for a while, and he was controlling the country, and then finally Trump realized this isn't polling well with my base, and he kind of started ignoring him. And you know that like who is Donald Trump to? I'm Tony Fauci. I, I run shit around.
0: I got paid more than you. I should. Be, why are people listening to me? Well, you know, I said yesterday he was the highest-paid person in the entire federal government. The two two points, you know, Nick Saban and, and uh, Dabo Sweeney are not federal employees. They make a lot more than he does. But the highest-paid employee in the federal government is MSNBC uh, host uh, Anthony Fauci. The lowest-paid employee, you know, who that is correct. Who? Donald J. Trump. He took, oh, he took zero. zero. Right, a right, right. Zero. Uh, and I mean, it, there's, this guy's 80 and his job is to go on TV and tell you to wash your hands and wear masks for the 10th month. Everybody's already heard it 10,000 times. When Joe Biden starts talking about wearing a mask and it's not political. A, everyone's already heard that. And B, everyone's already wearing masks and you're making up this straw man They're like this These hardliners are saying i'm not wearing a mask there's like six people in america who aren't wearing a mask for political reasons
2: now the same people who are saying the virus isn't real that's the other one they love to say that the yeah. vi- oh you don't think you're a covid denier oh, talking- yeah first of all you right. have no choice but to wear the mask wherever you go i mean where's the places where you don't have to wear a mask
0: all right, there's a couple more things I want to get to, Turtle Boy. And I think of you sometimes when I see these stories. Oh, and I, there was, this was one of them when, and it's beyond infuriating at this point. It's and 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 we've been talking about it for months and hell, we've been talking about it for ten months. That it's that, schools never should have closed. Not for I mean maybe close for a week if you want and you know sanitize the rooms or whatever and, and let the kids go home and watch Anthony Fauci on TV for a week. But after that, we knew it wasn't affecting children. We knew they didn't get the virus. We knew they didn't spread the virus. We knew staying home, locking down was much, much worse for them. We knew about, you know, drug addiction and depression and all this. We've gone over it for months and months and months. Now, one thing, lots of things exposed Biden as a phony. As you point out earlier, he doesn't even know what he's signing. It's this left wing, hard left cabal of of socialists who are forcing this stuff on him. He, of course, knows that schools should be open, kids should be in school, but he doesn't have the guts to come out and say it because his biggest supporter, financially and otherwise, is the teachers' union. So he's going to do their bidding. He's going to say what they want. And it was uh, it was so two days ago he started saying we can't open schools till we replace all the ventilators yeah. and That's clean all the un- hallways. Which is a union talking point. Right. He, he but the union – and a couple of different places, Fairfax, Virginia, the teachers union said they would go back to work if they were vaccinated. They moved them all to the front of the line, got them vaccinated. What'd they do? They said, "Yeah, not so fast. They, they're talking about going back in the fall. They want to get, you know, kids to have a year and a half without school, at least. In Chicago, same thing. They said it's not safe. They don't say why it's not safe. They just, they don't want to work. You know, they want to stay poolside down in, in Naples or wherever they are. Go skiing. They don't want to work. Teachers unions are despicable. They don't care about kids. And yesterday, if you needed any more proof, they came out with their, um, uh, I I guess you would say this is part of their campaign, this this video. The Chicago Teachers Union, which is on strike, by the way. A bunch of dance teachers to do, to express their reluctance to go to work through dance. And I've never seen anything that would be less, be less, more detrimental to your cause. I mean, you watch this and you just say, "These, we should fire them all."
2: You I mean, th- you assume it's parody when you're watching this. Like this can't be serious but it is. They think that this is somehow an effective way to make people realize that they are valued members. They're, they're smart. They're intelligent. We should value these people. No, they're freaking morons. All these idiot teachers out there whining about the virus. They put their kids in the video. None of you are in danger. None of you, you look like a joke. And the fact that the union thought this was a good idea to put out. And of course, Joe Biden supports them. Like you said, he's like, well, there there should be ventilation. Why aren't
0: there, Joe? You're the president. Do something. If, if that's- uh, he, he doesn't have anything to do with it. He just, he, he doesn't want to cross them in any way. They're so important to him. I mean, we could play it, but you can't, it's a visual, there's music obviously, but they're dancing and they're saying, stay home till we're safe. Be safe. Stay home. Dance teachers. Then they're like jumping around doing these interpretive dance things. And the whole point is you can't make us go do our job. And it's, there's a simple solution. There really is just fire them all. I mean, just, and don't pay any of them and give them. That's simple. I wouldn't call it a
2: simple solution. Okay. What would happen then if you said, okay. Firing them is easier said than done, Jerry. Okay. If you tried to fire them, what would happen? Would they go back to work? They'd all have, if they, if you tried to fire them, they'd all lawyer up. That's what there would be court battles. Like it wouldn't be the greatest
0: advertisement ever for parochial schools, private schools and
2: homeschooling. That's what they are. I agree with that. That This this has certainly been, they've proved themselves to be anything but essential The mere fact that you don't have to go. We just don't have to go to school. It's just not a big deal. You can do it from home. They've completely defeated themselves almost shown how like lack of uh, the lack of value they actually have. Cause Imagine just saying that, like, the grocery store worker has to go to work. They're valuable. The guy at Dunkin' Donuts is valuable. The teacher's
0: just like, yeah, I could, fuck, fuck, I'll do it from home. The grocery store worker who never missed a day and is around adults and vulnerable people and people who congregate with other people and could be spreading it, teachers are around children. The average teacher's, the age of a teacher is like 40 or, or less they're not vulnerable they're not dying of the disease and if they were going to if they thought they were you know too fat or had some comorbidity then you could stay home let the other teachers go get the kids out of the 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 the, the hell hole which is their current isolation and back at school where they belong but i think we've learned a lot over the last 10 months and one thing we've learned for sure is they don't care about kids. Kids are irrelevant. They care about their checks and they care about their vacation and they never want it to end. Do you have that video, Colin? I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't. I've been looking for it while you're talking. I didn't I see. I tweeted out
2: yesterday. We both
0: tweeted it out. It was everywhere. Well, well
2: first of all, this, this is a podcast. People aren't even going to see it, so
0: it's a. I know, but I was wondering if it's what it sounded like because oh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. it Sound as bad as it looks.
2: Yeah, it's like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like one yeah. of those. By the way,
0: you, you need to see it, you're right, because they keep putting up on the screen, stay home, be safe, stay home. When they know staying home is not safe for children, particularly black and brown children who are uh, who need to be in school, who need the structure, if their parents have to go to work, their parents can't just say, I'm going to stay home and, and homeschool. They need school, and these teachers don't give a damn. You know what they are? They're just racist, Turtle Boy. They're racist. They don't care about black and brown kids. And why? You know know why I haven't seen it? I think they deleted it. I think they deleted it. No, they didn't. I mean, I,
2: I, I, I it looks like they did. And then I clicked on it last night during my live show, and the video
0: worked. Okay. I'm I'm watching it right now. And and you could play it. I'm sure it's you got to see it, but I want to I want to play it anyway, just because it is so bizarre, and it and it made Turtle Boy ashamed to be a teacher. Keep our students
1: and our teachers.
0: Safe.
2: Yes, uh, right. That, that's correct. That's what that was my official
0: tweet on. The, that was my official statement on that video. I know. I saw it was a good one. But there's a couple of things I want to get to before we wrap this up. But first, I want to get to Shea Concrete. Hey, you homeowners and home builders, did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair in an old home, Shea has great values and designs for any home available in concrete that you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. Just pick out one, let them do the rest, and the next thing you know, your house looks better and it's worth more. This is an investment in your home, your most valuable uh, possession. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, you can sit inside and look out the window. They can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. They can do this anytime, all year round. Give them a call or just log on to ShayConcrete.com and learn all about Shay's. Precast concrete steps. All right, a couple things I want to mention. Um, I love this. The, to- the Olympics in Tokyo, you know, they got canceled last year on um, yes. in the summer. Florida is now offering to host the Summer Olympics. Good, Florida can do everything. Florida's going to yes. do the Super Bowl. Greatest country
2: on earth. Florida, the Florida
0: did that. the uh, NBA bubble. I know it is the greatest country. Florida is America. That's what it feels like. We've become. This socialist state. We've become Venezuela, and Florida has become America. And Ron DeSantis is a hero. Um, uh, uh, Chris Carter, you do know, you remember Chris Carter, former a uh, uh, great NFL wide receiver, a Viking Eagle. We were asked earlier before we started recording what happened to Chris Carter. He, they dumped him on ESPN. I think he's a little bit of a a lunatic. I think he, he is. You know, taking a lot of hits, and he's kind of outspoken. But Chris Carter had a theory. We talked a lot about the uh, Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, obviously, on Sunday. And perhaps the most uh, important play of that game was when Scotty Miller got behind Kevin King on the last play of the first half when everyone was expecting the Bucks to either kick a field goal or punt. And he found Scotty Miller in the end zone. That was the biggest play of the game that made all the difference. And uh, uh, the little white wide receiver got behind the... Uh, Defensive back, and Chris Carter has a theory. It's they just don't really take you seriously. DBs don't, when you are white and you're a wide receiver in the NFL.
1: And I'm gonna tell you something, and Pat, I hope you can, I hope you can 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 go with me and listen on this. Because people have a lot of stereotypes. My man Scotty Miller, all right? White guy. He's white. Very I'm black. I'm going to say this. The defensive back of Tampa Bay underestimated that white kid. If that had been Antonio Brown, he would have been backed off of. Never disrespect the talent level of anyone in the National Football League.
0: They took him, didn't take him seriously because he's white. Now, that's probably true. And I give him credit for honesty. But you imagine if he said the opposite or something, they said, oh, You know, that quarterback, uh, the Deshaun Watson, I don't think they took him seriously to, you know, make that throw because, you know, he's black. I mean, it would be the biggest story in the country. Um, I'm I'm not going to knock him because he's probably right. They didn't, by the way, disrespect him because he's white. Maybe that's part of it. They disrespected him because he's Scotty Miller. And the comp of Antonio Brown is absurd because Antonio Brown, at least, when he was in Pittsburgh, was a great wide receiver, maybe the best in the he NFL. He
2: still is. He still is great, Jerry. I mean, he's he he still got it. He hasn't lost a step. Right, and he's
0: fast as hell. You don't, let, you don't let Antonio Brown behind you. You look at Scottie Miller, and you think of a slot guy. The, the way – if Julian Edelman gets behind someone deep, which he's done like once in his career, you say he's, they let him behind him because they don't look at him as a deep guy because he's not. He's a slot guy and a guy who goes over the middle – like Welker and Edelman and Scotty Miller and you know all those white guys, well they're not taken seriously because they're generally not deep threats. Uh, the the comp the Jordy Nelson is not a good one because Jordy Nelson was a deep threat. He is a deep threat. He was. He's he not around. Well, where is he now anyway? Well, he's old. He's like thirty-seven. Right. He's gone. But he's, there uh, are occasionally white guys who are deep threats. I would say you know Julian Edelman, Wes Welker are not that. But I, I guess there should be a. Uh, Refreshing that the Chris Connor is allowed to speak his mind with his with uh, colonnades hero Pat McAfee. I tell you, he's got a lot of viral clips that
1: pack McAfee in the last couple. I mean, weeks.
0: that's because NFL guys will go on with him because they think he's one of them, even though he's a punter. And you know, they just relax and open up.
2: See, I don't even mean, mind. Like, I, f- I feel like I understand the double standard of it all, and. Uh, I don't mind Chris Carter saying something like that because it's it's kind of true, and, right. and a lot of people are thinking it. It's not necessarily because Scotty Miller's white, but there is something about the white receiver. We just associate them with being like they're slack guys. That's what white receivers do. They're, they're traditionally slack guys, and it's okay to talk about that because it's what everybody notices when you're watching things. It should work both ways, and guess what? It can work work both ways, and that's why people always say, well, it's a double standard. Well, who cares? Just say whatever you want anyway. Do what I do. Say whatever the hell you want and nothing <laughs> happens. Like, you can do whatever you want, believe it or not. You can say what you're thinking.
0: It's okay. Yes. And I want, before we go, we got to give Turtle Boy credit because there's a new movement and it is chilling in the media. You really have to stop and think about how frightening this is. But media outlets are going back into their archives and changing things. I mean, they're pretending it's about, you know, equity or whatever. And in, in the Boston Globe announced they were going to allow people to go back and, like, remove their stories about them getting arrested. If they allowed people who are subjects of Glow stories to go back and correct mistakes or errors, I would have to spend the next, like, three months online doing nothing but correct. The Globe has never written a story about me or includes me in any way that wasn't riddled with errors. I mean, it's virtually impossible to find a story. Well that's not it's
2: not errors they're correcting, Jerry. It's embarrassment. So if you got arrested for a DUI and 2004. And you don't, it comes up on Google because you're trying to get a job somewhere. And that, that's the first thing that comes up. The idea is that shouldn't prevent you. And I understand that I do the same thing with turtle boy. People message me all the time. And they're like, look at four years ago, I was selling food stamps for crack on Facebook, but I've gotten my life together. I'm trying to get a job and this gets in the way every time somebody Googles my name. So I'm, I'm not, I'm immersed turtle boys, merciful. I'm not a douchebag like the globe. I'll take it down for you. I don't want to destroy your life. And I feel like that we That's a good thing the Globe is doing, but I just don't
0: trust them of about course. who they're going to take down. Of course not. It's, not. it's just a ruse, by the way. It's just a ruse, and I'll tell you why. Because days after we found out the Globe was doing this and people gave them credit, and again, if you're going to allow someone to remove a DUI, wouldn't you allow someone to remove a factual error? Which I could literally sit here right now and tell you 20 factual errors. The Globe, they do it on purpose. I mean, they do it out of you know, uh, uh, political the, 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 their political motivation is what drives everything they do at the globe and they if you're you know not if they don't like you if you're not one of them they will try to destroy you and they will lie about you i mean they literally called the advertisers of weei the globe supposedly allegedly a news outlet would call advertisers and say did you hear what uh, you know, Callahan said today or or Fourier said today, do you really want to advertise on that station? I mean, that's unethical by any definition. They're not a newspaper. And again, I question, like you said, the intention, the motivation here. It's not the correct errors for people who change their lives. Here's the motivation. And days after they did that, the Washington Post was caught going back and changing a story about Kamala Harris, one of their heroes. Oh, right. There was an anecdote in there that wasn't flattering. They took it out. They got caught. Newsweek. Newsweek is another just left-wing bunch of bomb tossers like every other media outlet. I'm not sure who reads it, who subscribes to it, who uh, advertises it, but still around. Newsweek is trying to discredit, destroy Tom Cotton. Obviously, he's the opposition. They're in power now, and and Cotton could be a candidate in the future. So there was some controversy about Cotton's ranger status. He graduated from ranger school. He was, I mean, he's a badass military combat veteran. And he said he went to ranger school. He has a ranger patch, but he never served as a ranger. So they're trying to make this up and pretend he lied about his resume. He did not. But again, they hate guys like him, conservative, Christian, military guys. So they're trying to destroy him, and they make up this scandal. Newsweek goes back in their archives five years to 2015 and changed the story about rangers and what what constitutes a ranger. They got caught. So get ready. These people are are diabolical. Boston Globe, New York Times, Newsweek, Washington Post, they have people right now going back into their – past and and you know the new york times you know they they as we all know walter duranti their pulitzer prize winner covered up for joseph stalin in the in the uh, starvation of the ukraine people he was in the bag for joseph stalin they were covering up for hitler in many ways they covered up when when fdr sent the ship of uh, of jewish people back to be slaughtered in in, in germany they covered that story up Those are just a couple of examples. They're going to go back and cover up everything and anything regrettable in their past, remove it from the story, delete the story, change the story. That's why these times are so chilling, not just because big tech is in cahoots with big media to destroy the opposition. They're literally whitewashing history now.
2: Get ready for it. And that's fine. That Without them, Jerry, without them doing stuff like that, there would be no demand for Turtle Boy. This is very good for my business model. I need them. I'm like the way the Batman needs the Joker. I need the villain. I need because we're leading the new resistance over yet. A lot of people are just going to whine about it. Ben Shapiro and Buck Sexton, they're going to go on their podcast and they're going to whine about double standards and socialism. And they're just going to whine and they're going to be victims, too. But you know what we're going to do it here at Turtle Boy and the New Resistance, Jerry? We're going to fight back. We're going to do the same exact thing, too. We are going to cancel them. I'm all in on the cancel mob. I don't, I've been canceling people all week. If you start doing stupid things and try to cancel good people, I am going to find out everything about you. And we are going to cancel you. We are going to find out every nasty, disgusting thing you've ever said. We are going to aver- email. Every- you got to use their tactics, Jerry. That's the only way to beat them. Well, who are you going after? Doesn't matter. Like any selectman, anybody that says in Dedham, like, you know, you find out about this lady yesterday. She calls me a. Uh- uh, the the, the dead. I don't know if you've been following the Dedham football coach story, but he was basically fired because he advocated for his daughter because she was having critical race theory pushed on her in school. And you know these people speak out and they're like, well, the coach is reading a white supremacist blog. So you know what you do, Jerry? You go on her page, you find out every single picture of her. With, you try to find a picture of her with a black person, you can't find one, and you call her a white supremacist. And you have people email. Her at work and call her a white supremacist. That's how you fight these people, Jerry. You cancel them. We need fighters instead of these whiners. Oh no, cancel culture. It's, it's hurting us. It's not fair. Yeah, no shit. What are you gonna do about it?
0: Well, I appreciate you fighting back. You're uh, you know gonna put up a good fight. You can do your best. Um, I still don't think you have quite the power of Jack Dorsey or Mark Zuckerberg. Not quite yet. Uh, but maybe someday. I mean, I, I think you have more. I have no doubt you have more readers in the Boston Globe. But you really—I yeah, have a thirst for revenge, like they don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know that uh, Jack Dorsey seems kind of vengeful when you see what he's doing now. You know, going after Mike Lindell. You know, big. It is scary what they're doing to Mike Lindell. It, just because he supported Trump, they're not only canceling him out on Twitter and Facebook, but going after all the stores where he sells his pillow and trying to get them to discontinue selling. I mean that is scary that is un-american people who are doing that to mike lindell are bad americans flat so out. you know
2: what we do you you go to whatever store is being boycotted by the left we started go there and buy a pillow
0: that's what you do that's how you fight back all right i got mine i got mine already i don't know about you i got my pillow and uh even but so what what if you don't even like him or like his pillow doesn't matter you, you gotta buy can't it you just let him you know, try to sell it and say, I hate his pillow. Do you have to actually call the store? I mean, is everyone turned into Boston Globe, you know, with, with- people that yes, that do this yes everyone thing. has everyone yes. has Yes. yes. Low. That. yes. yes. That, and you have that, no if everyone is stooping as low as the Boston Globe then we are doomed as a country. This is no, no, wrong.
2: You guys have the wrong attitude. The only way to make them realize how terrible they are is to give them a piece of their own medicine so they can taste it, swallow it, hate it, get hurt from it and then we'll all agree. This is stupid. We got to cut the shit, but they only do it because we don't do it back to them. Wake
0: up. All right. That is turtle boy. He's the leader of the resistance. The new resistance. Uh, You, want, you um, get on t- get on com. He's had some great stuff lately and he's right. You're out. You, I like when you expose the Karens, expose the, the cancel culture warriors. Uh, why don't you get on the Boston globe and do a l- little bit of that, a little bit of snooping to find out what kind of hypocrites they have because, uh, Around here, at least, they're ones that leading the charge. They're the real uh, tyrants who are uh, uh, trying to destroy lives and, you know, uh, snuff out the resistance. But, uh, all right, yeah, tur- we, tur- we, yeah, we do
2: this every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Jerry, uh, on Turtle Boy Live. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. you Subscribe your to the
0: YouTube channel while it's still available. The yes, correct. YouTube just canceled Sebastian Gorka yesterday. They'll get to Turtle Boy eventually. But for now... You can follow Turtle Boy on Twitter, and you can subscribe to his his YouTube channel and watch his live show. It's always it's always a hoot, you yeah, know. It's crazy. always. But last time I was on was election night. Can you remember? Can you believe that? Yeah, Jerry came on. That was a marathon. That was an eight-hour show. What a friggin' night! We were sitting there at first thinking, you know, we're in, we're gonna win this, and we were live on the air as it all fell apart and the world changed and uh, the uh, current regime took over, but. Uh, All right, Turtle Boy, thanks. I will talk to you. We will talk to you again soon. And thanks to Shade Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU. And thanks to GovX, our uh, great new sponsor. All right, Cullinane. That, uh, that gonna that's gonna wrap it up
1: yeah bad day for trump by the way you know it's kind of like when you you break up with a girl and you find out she's dating somebody new the pga just announced that uh the pga championship will be at southern hills this year they weren't scheduled to get it to t- 2030 but they're getting bumped up so that always sucks to see you know what i mean it like does
0: suck. pga's got no balls trump trump people are pga people by the way trump any day now is first um Public appearance. Where does anybody who's going to claim he shot a sixty nine? He's going to his way, and I know his mind works. He's thinking he's playing a lot of golf, and he's going to say, "I'm playing better than ever. I'm having a great time." He wants people to think that he's doing well, even though he's probably not. I hope he's not watching like the news. And oh, news he stories.
1: certainly is. He opened up the office, right? We saw that the yeah, other. Yeah, the day. office of about the what the whatever they call yeah. it? Yeah. But we're not hearing too much about the next, you know, the next plan, the next phase. We saw uh Kaylee McEnany. There's a little bit of a you know, back and forth on whether or not she works for Fox or not. But to
0: be honest to God, are they really going to stop Fox from hiring Kaylee McEnany, no, he was insane. a spokesperson. That was a job to speak for the president. The idea, I, I think they hired Larry Kud, Kudlow, uh, Fox news, I mean, yep. Fox business, which is good. I can't believe they're actually going to like track stock, these ex Trumpkins and make sure they don't work.
1: I wonder if that's a sign that uh, if the Larry Kudlow moves, a sign that they like Maria Bartiromo for prime time on Fox News. Good is-
0: question. Yeah, she, that might be- she, I watched her last night. She does a great job. She gets people to talk. She had Mike Pompeo on, and she gets people to open up. I th- I like Brian Kilmeade too, but they are having tryouts at seven o'clock, and I think Maria Bartiromo is the favorite because she's yeah. a little different. She's you know businessy and wonky. But people like her and they open up to her. So I, well, I don't know.
1: I can't. I don't know if they got rid of other talent on Fox Business. But if Maria Bartiroma moves, you got to fill those hours, and Kudlow fits it. You know what I mean? So that might be the sign right there. There's a little prediction.
0: Yeah, that'd be okay with me. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. They're gonna have like five or six people try out to the for the seven o'clock slot leading into Tucker, which is a prime spot. Uh, but we'll see. And I don't. I don't kill me. has got. He's he's okay, but he's a white guy, and uh, people kind of know him. And he's got a good job in the morning, so I would say Maria is more likely choice. But uh, we can get into that as uh, the competition unfolds. Anyway, uh, if you want to uh, if you want to check out Schilling, read his Facebook post. We talked about it. We read a little bit about it. I recommend it. It's a good read. He lashes out. He talks uh, very very passionately passionately and emotionally about his family. T- too bad, Kurt. We tried. To, we reached out to Kurt. I was hoping he'd call, check in this morning, but he was up late doing his uh, – He was up, though. I texted periscope. him. He, he,
1: yeah, he didn't see my text. He has the read receipts on, so you know when he reads them. Uh, he didn't see the text, but he was up retweeting people, so he's up and active this morning. But he's keeping I, to his word. He said he wouldn't talk about it,
0: right? That's true. He said he wouldn't do any interviews. We're going to try anyway. Well, anyway. Maybe we'll get him on tomorrow. But, yeah. Uh, All right. That's it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do this again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.